Hi, my name is Ki. Hello, I'm Jam. And this is Random Musings. <laughs> Join us as we dismantle ideas, lessons, and even just little things that seem not to matter. What's today's episode going to be about? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, for our second episode, we will be discussing a kind of heavier topic, which is about the pandemic. So, some pandemic <laughs> updates here. So, it was last year of March that the entire Philippines went into a lockdown and implementing different classes of quarantines in different areas. Mainly, this is done to control the spread of the virus. However, a year later, we would want to assess how are we as a country doing or faring up so far. So this is gonna be kind of, I don't know, a little controversial, don't you think, Jeff? <laughs> well, we can just uh, cut this short and say not so well. <laughs> okay, um, I would like to say that we would like to discuss this because this is very irrelevant in our setting. As Filipinos living in Philippines, and also as students who the classes that we have are very much affected by the pandemic itself. So, so how do we go about this? Should we start from March twenty twenty up till present? To save us some time, we would like to do a recap from last year, uh, starting from March twenty twenty up until the present but we would like to do it in half so we'll talk about the first half from March to August of 2020 and then from September 2020 up to February or even up to March 2021 as a recap of how how has it been so recap on March 2020 to August yes and as we are doing that by the end of it we would like to also give some answers to an overarching question how are we faring up as a country in regards to the pandemic situation but this is i mean a disclaimer this is a very personal i think personal opinion my opinion would kind of be different from jam and our opinions would not reflect to that of other people's not even our families so you may disagree but we can be disagreeing without being disagreeable, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so we will start with the first half of the pandemic, which was from March up to August last year. And I will ask you, Jam, of what can you recap from these, from these times? <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened? I think... I think I can only remember the earlier days of quarantine because after that, honestly, I stopped updating myself with as to the number of cases. So, um, March, I think March last year, there were only like less than what, like less than 5,000 cases, I think. I'm not sure. And then I, I for one thought that when this quarantine started, I thought it's just gonna be, it's just gonna last like two weeks. That's it. But as the time, as the days pass, there's this growing uncertainty because clearly we're not containing it as much as we'd hope. 
so the quarantine was extended and it became like a pattern that almost every after like the supposed to be end date of the quarantine there will be another announcement of its extension and still the cases are ballooning so i think by then i just stopped bothering checking because i was also uh i think it it's taking a toll on me also person uh, mentally because of this fear and then there's this uncertainty that how will we get out of it and when will we actually get out of this mess so i can't recap so well <laughs> i just know that the cases kept on increasing what about you hmm. i think the worst part there is that the things that were highlighted for every month are like bad things that are happening like for instance in the first month we're in lockdown a senator had breached the protocols but then we never heard of him being punished for it is that the word but then there are a lot of cases or news about other people who were also breaching the protocols for a lot of reasons some of them are just you know perhaps they are just being stubborn but then mm. there are also very understandable yeah, reasons yeah there are also very understandable reasons but then they were i don't know penalized for it i think it also becomes glaring the, i mean the fact that if you have power and money you can get away with anything almost anything and if you have the right connections as well because most of the like quarantine violators that gets locked up are those ordinary filipinos and you don't see this happening for those in high positions even though in broad daylight they've reached the protocol and they always seem to like make excuses and the public is expected to understand that which is wrong the government really is not setting a good example i'm just gonna say it also i remember um i think it's around june um that's almost i think three months into the quarantine strategy of the government and then we're all expecting that everything would go slowly back to normal by august <laughs> But here we are, a year after March, and no, we're not even close to normal. Right. Like, I remember in the first few days of quarantine, I was like, oh, okay, by maybe by a month or so, this will all be better. And then I remember, like, my brother saying, oh, my boss predicts that it will probably be, like, six months to a year. And I was like, no, no, that's too long. But like, look at us now, like a year after, and it's worse than ever. So it's like, okay, I didn't see this coming at all. Maybe I expected, I was hopeful. I expected too much, I guess, from this mediocre administration. But yeah. yeah. I think we can summarize what happened from March to August into that phrase wherein we slowly are seeing how the government is kind of having a double standard when it comes to upholding the law and it seems like we the ordinary people especially the ones in poverty are the people who are the most vulnerable to all of these things yeah i think that that was the really the highlight of the first 
half wherein there are a lot of people actually who started seeing like oh this government is not handling the situation very well and then they started changing perhaps their political stand or their political views so aside from the double standard i think over the course of this pandemic nationally the government has shown that they aren't so focused on containing this this pandemic at all because they are so distracted by other things like for example in may we're in the middle of a crisis both health and economically because again it the economic situation was affected by this whole pandemic thing but then they find themselves busy with shutting down business and network uh, which would lead to you know losing jobs and i don't think they realize that just how much impact that make for these people i mean these people have families and we're in the middle of pandemic why are they gonna take away those jobs from these people i mean seriously they keep saying that the law is law whatever but they're so selective when it comes to implementing the law so i think i think that the government really isn't so like focused on actually on this main problem right now i think it's safe to say that they don't have this sense of urgency you know in trying to fix this because they have so many preoccupations yeah in relation to the one that you raised, that was in May, right? Around May and June, we're in a huge television network that were shut down. And I, th- I see two problems into that situation. Firstly is that there's no actual reason as to why. They were kind of creating reasons, but then it keeps on like not falling into the proper places. So if, like for example, the first one that they said is that this network is not paying their taxes. And then later on, the BIR themselves are saying that no, they have paid all of their taxes. And um, on another layer into that reason, that the civilians or the Filipinos were kind of divided because some people have just heard that one side, that this network is not paying the tax. And so they were, were on the boat allowing that to happen because it's just right like it is the just thing to do these people are not doing the right thing they need to be shut down on the same time when you hear uh, the more extensive thing about it that no it's not true etc etc you started to think what really is happening here is is there really a violation that's happening that's why we're shutting them down or are we just having some political agenda i don't really know how to think about it are they really just silencing them (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's really sad. And you also mentioned on all these preoccupations. Aside from that, another one is from June, July, August, I guess. You remember the 80 law, which was the 80 bill before. Oh, right. I almost forgot about that. It's, it's the same thing that's happening with the shutdown of that huge network. Because it seems like we don't actually get the real reasons why these things are happening. And they keep on happening even though we see reasons, valid ones, to not let them happen, right? As you mentioned, for the shutdown, the main reason for them not to push that is because it's pandemic. This is a very huge network. There are a lot of people working. If they're going to shut that down, there are a lot of people who's going to lose their jobs. But then that didn't matter to them. What mattered to them is the, I don't know, the tax, whatever. But if you look at the other side of the coin... Pogo is not paying the taxes as well. So why are they not shutting that down as hard as they are shutting this down? It doesn't really make sense. 
in my opinion. But um, for the interest of time, we'd leave it to that. Do you want to give a summary about March to August happenings, Jam? I guess that was it. I think that there was no solid strategy focused on this pandemic. What have they done with all the quarantine, with all the loans, with all the special powers? And yet we're still here, or actually even worse. They were given everything that they needed and they demanded that they must have to contain this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. We can see that everything seems like all over the place. But another point that we'd like to talk about is that aside from a recap of what happened, well, we've basically talked about all the wrong things that have happened. Is there any good things that you think have happened or Perhaps some kind of commendable things that deserves to be recognized. Let's start from March to August. Well, commendable thing, especially at the beginning of this, is that the people really are very helpful. You know, especially the private sector. I mean, us, the citizens, we're like carrying the weight of the responsibility of the government to provide for the PPE. I mean, we were quick to deliver action you know they were donating at the beginning everyone was like there were so many donation drives right and it makes you wonder like okay if the people can do it why can't the government i think that's the good side like you can see that people are actually willing to help yeah i agree on top of that there are people who are willing to for example, there are taxi drivers who are willing to give free rides, especially if they know that you're a frontliner. And it makes me feel happy. Yeah, and about that, uh, I also realized is that even when you have so little, you still have so much to give. And these people really show that, that even if you know, you're not that rich, but you still somehow are willing to share you know, the selflessness. It's really admirable. But also... Something I would want to recognize also or to acknowledge is that the good governance of certain localities have been highlighted in the same way that the bad governance of certain localities have also been highlighted. And you can see which leader is really thinking for the people, which leader are just there and they don't even have an idea on how to handle certain situations. And one to mention is in Pasig City. I, I really commend the governance that is happening in that locality so yeah there was a point i was thinking maybe we can transfer to pasig city and have all benefits that they are receiving we just want to be governed by good people and it's good to see that even though it's not happening to us personally in our level it just makes me happy to think that that still exists with vico i think we're giving him high praises and all because he's actually doing his job if you compare that to all of these leaders that we have, it's like a breath of fresh air when he's actually just doing his job. And I think we're happy about that. The internet is crazy over him because we don't see that often. And because I think we're hopeful yeah. that in the next generation, when our generation takes over and takes the leadership, I hope we see more of that leadership. And yeah, I hope we don't become one of these like traditional politicians. True. And I hope that Vico won't change, like, years from now. And I hope that the people realize that it's important to vote wisely. So the citizens of Pasig have done well by choosing a good leader. 
So they deserve the service that they're getting from Vico, and I hope this will become like a realization or a reminder to all of us that it's actually our responsibility. It's a- we're actually responsible for the leader that we have. Yeah, I agree. I actually my Twitter says be a voter for hashtag Halalad twenty twenty two. So yeah, be a voter, guys. And once you're registered, know that our responsibility doesn't end there. We need to be aware, we need to be educated of the people who are running into office because we can't choose the good choices if we don't know them very well, right? So we're done um, commending for the first half. Let's let's have the commendation. Is that a word? We'll have the second half to be commended from September 2020 up to March of 2020. Oh, second half. Uh... I don't know. I think like it just passed in a blur. Like it felt so. It felt fast. Like oh my gosh, it's been a year already. Like that. I I don't know. Uh, before we talk about commendable ideas, why don't we first recap what happened for the second half of the pandemic from September to Feb? Oh no, I can't remember anymore. Actually, I just remember like. March vaccination rollout and these vaccines were actually just donated vaccines I mean what happened to the loans that's all I can remember so far perhaps I'll start with September but it's somehow kind of August September wherein DepEd pushed on the modular type of class I firsthand have an experience of how it goes because my brother is a fifth grader and it's just very hassle and uh, consuming in the part of the family. It's like they haven't thought of, is there anyone who can teach the child at home? Is there anyone who can at least give some time to make sure that the child is actually learning at home? And we see a lot of pictures circulating on the internet, especially on social media, about these become avenues wherein the parents are answering modules instead of the children themselves. So you can imagine the children not actually learning anything or a lot if there is any learning at all this school year. And that's kind of, I don't know, I find that sad. I understand that it's pandemic, but it's like, sigh. (sighs) So (laughs) So that's uh, for this September. Let's not forget about the promises that were given on the December, wherein it was kind of what made them do all the lockdowns and quarantines for so long because they're waiting for the vaccine. Um, the message was repeated again and again that we're okay, we, we're doing all this lockdown because once the vaccines are available, we're going to roll it out, we're going to do this, all that. We'll have the vaccines by December. Here we are in March. I mean, I think it's just today that we actually received the first million doses of the vaccines that we actually paid for and not some donations already. But I don't know. It's it's disappointing, but, you know, disappointed, but not surprised. Oh, well, I think that's a common theme in this administration. You're always disappointed when you thought you just couldn't be even more disappointed they do something and you get like okay i thought that was it but this is another low (laughs) it's like they can go lower and lower every time i think um we're done talking about points on what happened on the second half and we're mainly pointing out the things that we think 
needs a lot of improvement, of course. Are there any commendable actions that have happened in the second half of this pandemic? I don't know. There's really no improvement at all. Because like right now, the, the cases have swelled up again and still their first course of action is okay, another lockdown. At first it was just four days, now it's just what extended again. I mean, when will they understand if it hasn't worked before? So there must be something wrong. And why are they still trying the same strategy, right? I don't know. I just, like, imagine how tired we are. I understand, like, people going out because they're tired. There's this quarantine fatigue. Everyone's tired of hold up in their homes. And you can just understand that from the people, right? I mean, we've been in quarantine for a year. So you can't really blame the people. You can you can you, they can stop that narrative that it's a people's fault or whatever. Actually, it's their fault. They wasted the quarantine. They wasted it. It's stupid strategies. I I can't say anything commendable. I can't imagine this to be over soon. I can't imagine it. I think we're gonna go on next year with the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I'm even thinking we will be one of the last countries in the world to actually be back to normal but i guess we can agree that we're talking we're somehow on the same boat at um assessing the government in their response into this but we know there are people out there who would try to support or are still in that boat and i would never i could never fathom how they well yeah at this point i don't really care anymore like i don't care i don't care if they still support it or not either way we're all suffering and it's up to them actually because no matter how you present them with facts if they still want to support it they'll do anything they'll justify they'll do mental gymnastics just to you know and um to anyone who's listening who brands themselves or who sees themselves as apolitical i don't really know how to address these people perhaps there are people who have just watched the title and then listen to us for the few minutes and then realize that this is kind of a political episode kind of skip it through because they do not do not want that kind of quote-unquote negativity into their lives if you are someone thinks that way and you think that we need not to dive or to put our hands on let's say political matters you need to change your mind (laughs) that's all i have to say because everything is political the vaccines, they're medicines, they're in the medical field, healthcare. But then they're political. Your life is political. The things that we buy in the stores, they are political. Everything's just political. So choose a side. You can't be neutral. There's no a political thing. I, I'm not, I don't know. Yeah, I think part of why they're apolitical, quote-unquote, is that all of these things going on, it's not really affecting them or hitting them that hard. They're sort of like okay i mean not okay but they have a home they have food on the table they're relatively comfortable and i think that's one reason why they're still apolitical but they forget that all of the political decisions they affect our everyday life from the prices of goods from the laws that we follow these affect our daily lives so i think you cannot just be apolitical so i hope that i don't i really don't understand those apolitical thing i mean you have to like open your eyes think about what about those people you know not you not living the life that you the comfortable life that you have 
Yes, now with all that discussion that we had, we will be answering two questions. So the first question is, any thoughts on the future? On the future, actually, this is so depressing. But I'm gonna say, I don't know, with a country, with a leadership like ours, you can't say anything for certain. We need a change in leadership, obviously. I hope someone, like someone will speak up. Or if not, then I hope by next year, we're all driven to action to change and remember how they handled this crisis. So, um, a very short answer. Give me a minute for how are we faring up so far. <laughs> we're far from the old normal. Far from it. I think we've answered it like at the start. Like, we're not doing so well. We're doing so bad. Like, worse than other countries if we com- want to compare. Okay, we're very sorry for... It, it's just kind of a um, semi-constructed rant about everything that has happened so far. And since it's the anniversary of the lockdown, we took the liberty to just air our ranting online in Spotify. Just in case you share the same sentiments with us, then you can just say amen to every point that we have taken. And perhaps add some more and we can say amen to that. So yeah, this is kind of a depressing episode, but... Yeah. Man. It's a reality. So to close this episode, just to make it a little bit lighter, (laughs) in a scale of 1 to 10, 1 lowest and 10 the highest, how would you rate our pandemic response (laughs) in a span of one year, Jam? Okay, so... (laughs) Like 3. Oh, I was expecting you'd give a 1. Yeah, I was about to, but like... But like we're trying to lighten things up, so okay, maybe a little bit higher, so three. And I got vaccinated, by the way. Okay, that's a three. Um <laughs> Okay, I'll give it a three also. So that's a three out of ten. Sorry. Um, we don't recommend Sorry. <laughs> we don't recommend this. We'd like a <laughs> refund if we can. Never ever try it. Sadly, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Like we laugh at the memes, especially the meme like every day I wake up in the Philippines, and you know, it's funny and sad at the same time. Oh, I have a last. I mean, I just realized it right now, but I just wanted to say it. If there's something that I want to take away from what has been happening, it'll be two things. Firstly, is what we've already said about being registered. It's not just a right, it's more of a responsibility as Filipino citizens to keep and have the best leaders to lead the country, to maintain integrity and the dignity of the country. And the second point that I would like to take away is on the point that it's helpful and important if we can assess the type of leadership that we're getting And that is very important for us as individuals to gauge if we are getting the proper, if we're being treated appropriately. Not just as in the country, perhaps when where you are working, where you are, let's say, in a community. If you see a good leader or you see good leadership, remember it and take that as somehow like a, a standard that okay i like this type of leadership so if ever you're getting crappy leaderships in the future or you're changing into a new job or you're changing into a new community and you're getting a substandard leadership then you can tell and the moment you can tell then you can you'd realize that 
you deserve better leaders. Um, I've shared so much of my thoughts already. I think those are my takeaway. Like, yeah, as I'm as I entered that a while ago, it's important to vote, and like you said, it's up to us to make a change, like the real change, not this scam change. And also, health is political. Like, look at us now. If we had better leaders, better management of this crisis, and yeah. Aside from that, we will be closing. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's a wrap. That's it. Goodbye. Bye.